Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I'm Andy Cavanaugh, your host, towered over, as always, by the president <laughs> of Apex, Doug Hubler. Doug, how are well, you and your well, step stool today? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still alive. I'm still here. I'm standing. Yeah, so that's wh- good. Why do you feel the need to bring a step stool in here to make yourself <laughs> even taller? It just makes no sense. I'm sorry. That's okay. I won't, I won't do it next week. We'll just raise your raise your microphone and your your stand desk up to accommodate your new your new step stool. So we haven't had a uh, story time episode hmm. in quite some time. So I thought that I would uh, I'd bring one in on one that I I closed. Deals. In. Oh wait, a deal that you closed. A deal I closed. Why is it always a deal that you closed. We decided to do a story on. Andy's deals. You haven't had any that have closed. We have a, oh, you haven't had oh, any that, that have closed in quite some time because you bogart all mm. the good deals for yourself. <laughs> so, when the, no, I, okay, now I now I need to, to backpedal. The reason why you don't close very many deals is because you spend all of your time helping all of us I do. close our deals. So, you, it, in fairness to Doug, and I will cut all of this out of the podcast okay. because, again, <laughs> I can't compliment you, but Doug, Doug hands up. Doug gets a lot of deals that come through, and he disperses those I, throughout the office because he I have to keep everybody happy. He has to keep us all happy, and right. we are there is a constant. You should have a revolving door or no door right. at all because there we're always in there asking him for help, and he's always very generous with that help. So I can't give him too Thanks. hard of a time on not closing deals. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. So. <laughs> So anyway, he had to replace a carpet <laughs> in the hallway from my one of my most recent deals that uh, we just kind of talked about, and we said, you know, this is going to make a great podcast episode. And last week there were there were a few things that I had mentioned that golf analogy of you know, hey, can I? You think I could get one where it's a fairway green, one putt, take your birdie, go to the next hole? This one was kind of anything but. It really started out, and I, at towards the end of last week's episode, I'd mentioned on that pest control thing how people can call us, and it, it was kind of a throwaway line of, but you can call us on this, but we're going to move right. on to something else. Yeah, yeah. And as I was preparing for this episode, going back through my notes on how these people came to me, they came in through a completely different industry, and they were looking for one of our smaller deals. Okay. And called on that and we got to talking about that opportunity right and these folks were moving in from out of town um they have family here and they've kind of dotted around this the uh the country living in in different places and they're ready to start a family Mm -hmm. and so they wanted to be closer to family and so wanted to buy a business and so the, the business that they called on was uh, we kind of started talking about their needs and geographical constraints and, and those types of things. And they submitted their NDA, and I was looking looking at it, and I said, well, you, you know you don't have to buy, buy this business with cash, right? And that was kind of the gateway that led us to where they would ultimately end up buying this business. And so... Okay. So they, they did think that they were going to have to use cash they were coming in to to be cash buyers they wanted to buy something with cash yeah and uh, they have invested a lot in real estate and so they wanted to uh they wanted to they wanted to pay with cash and have a high equity stake okay in the business is what their what their stated goal was and we talked about 
how businesses sell mm-hmm. and cash flow. There was quite an education process in the beginning as far as like the nuances between buying a business and buying real estate. I think what, I'm sorry to interrupt you, <laughs> but what I'm hearing from you too is the importance, and you know, somebody calls looking for a business and a lot of times we can't meet them face to face and it's great if we can, but you're spending a lot of time with a buyer really getting to understand them and their needs. It was pretty quick. We quickly identified that the business they called on was not going to meet their family's needs. Okay. Um, they were wanting to start a family. This was a very night-intensive business. Okay. And even if they weren't working at night, just the fact that that business is open at night there's means be a that concern. there's stressors involved yeah, of yeah. if somebody doesn't show up for work or mm-hmm. there's an unhappy customer or something breaks right. or you know something yeah. is going when you they were calling on a nights and weekends business and they're wanting to have a family. We moved them on to the business that they ultimately bought. Okay. And things were going smooth. Real great buyer-seller meeting. They got along fantastic. To this day, they still get along fantastic. Mm-hmm. In between the sniping and trash talking that they did about each other. Really? And it to was, you? To us, yeah. yes. To, yeah. to me, and this was one where there was another broker involved. Okay, okay. And at one point, so I had the... Um, I had the sell side, other broker had the buy side. The uh, buy side, the buyer got mad at the buy side broker, <laughs> wouldn't talk to that person for a little bit. Uh-huh. And so he was just wearing me out with phone calls. Okay. The wife would still talk to, so husband and wife <laughs> that were buying, she would, she would still talk to both. Okay. All and right. was still communicating through the other. The husband would only talk to you. The husband would only talk to me. And then the husband got mad at the seller. And then he wouldn't talk to anybody <laughs> but me. And then the seller got mad at, he got mad at me for something that I said. Went to the buy side broker, got the exact same message and liked what he said. <laughs> and so there was all of this stuff going on. And then I, I thought we were done. I thought yeah. the deal was dead. They yeah. get into clear their contingencies, getting along swimmingly. You know, the sniping was going only to us. And then you'd get them together on the, the call, and they are the best and friends. And everybody's happy. It's the three best friends that anyone's yeah. ever had. Yeah. I mean, they're just. They, Which is why we like getting buyers and sellers together face to face. And and we, I tell both sides too early on, like, listen, I need you guys to have a good working relationship. Right. So yeah. if you have any complaints, they need yeah. to come through us. Yeah. Because at the end of this, we'll still stay in contact with you, but you don't have to see me every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so we we take no no issues with it, and you know we don't take that stuff personally. And well, there was you know with your golf analogy, I'm thinking about the the gopher stealing the golf ball. Yes. Right. <laughs> and and running away and trying you yeah. know or it's because in this particular deal it seems like there was a lot of there were some delays there was some time involved and that gets people a little bit anxious yes it was a uh, it, it was a franchise mm-hmm. and so the franchise had pretty strict guidelines on what they they wanted to have accomplished when right and 
apparently had a very full training schedule. And to complicate matters, the franchise went through a merger and acquisition themselves. Oh my gosh. Right in the middle of our <laughs> transaction. So I don't think that's ever happened before. Now we have new rules to play by. So when yeah. we took the listing, the rules were this. This is the information we try to gather. Right, right. What's the franchise want to know? What right. are their qualifications? What's their process? Sure. What's their time frame? What's their we get in in the time that we took the listing to the time that we we made the sale, which was not a nine, 12 month thing. It was about three or four months. They had sold and had a new group that basically had been acquired. Okay. So now you have a new process. Part of their new process is in order to get their franchise package submitted, you had to have the asset purchase agreement in place. And we had planned on doing that after the franchise approval. Right. And in order to right. get franchise approval, you had to have APA in place. Signed off on. Signed off. So franchise APAs, in my opinion, are pretty pretty easy. Because the majority of things that I see people fighting on in the asset purchase agreement, there are three things that they generally fight on. One is the non-compete, two is the training, and three is the purchase price allocation. Mm -hmm. In a franchise, two of those three are gone. The training and the non-compete are because pretty why? much taken care of because the training is done by the franchise. Mm -hmm. You're training and support after for the buyer. Yeah. You have plenty of training and support. You have a franchise backing you that's right. part of what you're buying. Mm -hmm. yeah. The non-compete is already set it's already agreed to. on the buyer, okay. or I'm sorry, on, on seller. the seller yeah. from when they signed their franchise agreement right. way back 5, 10, okay. 15 yeah. years ago. Right. Right. It's in the franchise agreement that you can't have this type of business mm -hmm. for 85 years and globally right. Right. or two well, years and five miles, whatever yeah. it is. They've already agreed to that. So regardless of what's in the asset purchase agreement, the franchise is going to be the one that's enforcing that non-compete. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking, hey, you know, got an easy, uh, you know, we're in the fairway. Don't you ever know, say, I think we've got an easy We've got easy an easy, we've got, you know, <laughs> no, got an easy, you know, just need to avoid some sand. Right. You know, there's a little water, but you know, really just hit a, hit a nice solid iron shot and you're on the green. And the APA comes out pretty, Standard, pretty straightforward, you know, a little sloppy. There was a few little sloppy errors from okay. an attorney using a template. Right. And it gets sent over to the uh, to the seller. Buyer drafted the APA, sends it to the seller. Seller, we get the APA back. Actually, we don't get the APA back. comes back through the buyer's attorney. Okay. Again, not overly uncommon for attorneys to just send the document back. Right. What was uncommon about this one is that the seller's attorney completely rewrote the document from, it was essentially, I don't like the format you used. Yeah. And I yeah. don't like the vocabulary you used. So I'm going to just change everything. And it kind of became one of those things where we had to sit our client, the seller down and say, what is important to you? Mm -hmm. Is, is it important to you to win this APA? and get it into your format with your verbiage and your language and delay your, because there was also delays on getting this person into training because of the merger and right. acquisition and they had some people backlogged that they weren't training 
with the old people right, because right. the new Everything's group was like, hey, back. we're holding everything. Yeah. So there's a delay in getting this person in. And it's like, do you want to delay closing this thing for another month? Because mm-hmm. they only do one training a month. Or it stinks that you spent this money on the attorney. Do you want to go back to this other format? Because your buyer is telling you that they are not going to take your format yeah. back to their attorney. Yeah. And incur the expense of their attorney rereading and modifying well, the, this. The fees are getting added on both sides yeah. as we're going through this. And I think what you what you showed me, and I didn't read it because I didn't have to, because when you showed it to me, it was completely read in their track changes document. Yeah, I, I didn't see any original verbiage. It was all it, read. It was all read. There was uh, the. The analogy I like to use is I haven't seen as much blood since the Red Wedding. For Game of Thrones fans, you'll understand that. Um, but I mean, completely rewrote it. Yeah. And so we had to take a time out and say, okay, what is, what is important to you, right. seller? What do you care about in this document? Right. And they came back yeah. with, I care about these three things. Yeah, okay. Limited, a limited number of yeah. things they could focus on. Yeah. Didn't, didn't care about the format, right. cared about these three things. Yeah. Both buyer and seller go back to their attorney and say, hey, we're going to use this original format. These are the three changes. Both attorneys make changes to the document. <laughs> Start sending it back to each other. <laughs> oh more my swipe, gosh. more right. swiping going on here. Right, right. right. Like, so now, we're, now we're, we've got attorneys sniping at each other. Uh-huh. And now the buyer and seller like, who's got control? are talking to us yeah. about how the other's attorney is screwing this whole thing up. Right. So we get to a document that gets signed, got signatures on it, mm-hmm. got our package ready for the franchise. One of the attorneys presents a new document. <laughs> <laughs> One that had not been signed off on. One that had not been signed off on. Very minor changes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we get past that. <laughs> franchise. Get training scheduled. Buyer, husband still not communicating with buyer broker, tells buyer broker, God sure has a funny sense of humor. We're adopted parents and there is a, we have been selected and we need to push training back a month. <laughs> <laughs> Buyer broker, <laughs> being the coward that he is. <laughs> Not you, by the way. <laughs> hey, need you to tell the seller <laughs> they need to push training back because they're an adopted parent. And so that was a real fun message. Yeah, right. More sniping my way. Are they going to get mm-hmm. this deal done? Blah, right, blah, blah, right. blah. So... Training gets pushed back. Okay, now this this deal has now, we have had this engagement. I Technically, we were coming up on our, our year. Oh, wow. And we had a buyer on this thing within three or four months. Oh, my gosh. And we generally, what, cradle to grave after an offer, 60, oh, 90 yeah, days? Yeah, 60, 90 days, pretty typical. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're six months in here. Oh, my gosh. So, it's not, it's, that's not going to be a record. But. Get to training. And... Through training, now there's a franchise has a two-week waiting period between when they can 
transfer or when they can finish their training and they can get to close. Everything's going fine. And then about a week out, hey, family members in the hospital, we need to go out of state. Can we close out of state? <laughs> we haven't introduced well, the banker yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, normally, sure. Banker. We can do that. Kind of uh, flipped his lid a little bit. Because uh, the banker was going to drive in to town here. Meet with the buyer personally. Yeah, meet with the buyer. Yeah. Um, so there was a vehicle involved. So they had to transfer the title of the vehicle. Oh. And the bank was going to need that vehicle. Right. <laughs> First time I've ever seen somebody do this. He's like, that vehicle's old. We're not even making it part of the deal. <laughs> Completely wiped it out. He's like, you guys just figure out how to transfer this vehicle. Take it off the bill we of sale. We don't want it. <laughs> we don't want yeah. it as part of So he is. Uh, he's calling me. And he's like, well, I just don't know how we're going to make this happen. Uh, you know, they're going to be in this state on, you know, when they're supposed to be here. I really just need them here for two hours. I don't understand why they can't just come up here, sign the, the papers, and then fly back and be with their family member. And I'm like, we're going to just keep that between you and me and the podcast. Don't. Right. <laughs> Later down the road don't, when this is all over and everybody's been Don't talk to your paid, customer about that. Right. Why don't you not talk to them about that? Yeah. We'll figure it out. And, yeah. and by the way, this is a nationwide bank. And it's like we have to have a XYZ bank employee and a notary in place. There has and to I'm, be a witness. And I'm like, yeah. you know, my man, uh, pretty much every banker is a notary. Like I could literally, there's a, there's three banks on our corner. I'm looking at them out, out mm. our office. I have a pretty good shot of walking downstairs, walking across the street, taking a piece of paper and going, Hey, can I get this notarized? Notar right. Like the fact that you could, I, I mean, I, I, told, I told him, I said, well, Hey, look at the, uh, at the hospital they're going to be, there's a, there's a branch. It's like literally across the street. There's a make appointment button on your website. You want me just to hit that and see if we can just get that locked in for this date? No, that's fine. I'll, I'll go ahead and make, I'll go ahead and make the call. But yeah. So, um, thankfully we got to closing day and the direction was text me when you have signed all the papers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think I got a text like immediately after? Sure. No, I no. did not. No? No text. What um, happened? Oh, it was probably about two hours after they were supposed to sign. Those and sign you, were, you were freaking out. Well, the signing takes, what, 30 minutes, 30, 45 right. minutes. It's not a long. At the most. It's not a long process. And yeah. they'd actually already signed. They'd already signed the asset purchase agreement. This was just bank documents. Yeah, it was the yeah. bank documents to get the loan. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's not a long process, but they ended up... Uh, they ended up texting me. I called my seller and I said, I need you to check your bank account. Do you know what the seller said to me? I don't have internet. <laughs> okay. Like my, the thing I like to say to my sellers, you know, when I know the size of the deal is uh, I like to say, I like to call them and go, hey, 
How many commas you got in your bank account? <laughs> like if I know that they're going from one comma to two, right? It's kind of a fun conversation to have, right? right? right. Where so I knew this guy was going to put a com- after the the deal was done. I knew he was putting a comma, an extra comma, an extra comma that he was going to have it. He should have two. Comma, right. I guess. Right. I guess I was making he a little should. bit. Yes. I was making a little of a, <laughs> hey, you're not overdrawn, are you? <laughs> like this sale's not going to bring you back up to even and then some. So I was like, he's like, I don't have internet. I'm like, well, when you get internet, call me. And I, I always, every time I have one of these closings, I always go back to the day that I closed on mine. And the day that I looked at that bank account and I saw the number in there, and I saw that the money had hit. It was like the weight of the world had just oh, yeah. gone away. For sure. So I'm expecting this guy to call me back. Excited. Excited. And he's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I was like, That's it. I was like, I'll call you in three weeks. So <laughs> thanks for the excitement. Yeah. How about a Google yeah. review? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was uh, – he wasn't as excited, so I don't know. I think, I think we ultimately got it done. Yeah. But I'm going to say that yeah. was not a par. Oh my god! I don't know if it was a double bogey. That hit every tree and but we uh, and rough. It looked sounds like we we got through. So, uh, any thoughts on my on my story before we get out of here? Well, for, fortunately, on that deal, you usually say time kills deals, but you know that one we had obviously motivated folks on both sides who really wanted the deal to happen and overcame some obstacles. The other thing I was thinking about was managing managing your advisors, attorneys, financial advisors, accountants is really important because when you're saying, you know, as the seller's talking to their attorney, it's like, I want this deal done. What are the real problems? I, you know, so identifying those three things that you mentioned is important. And we're not attorneys. We can we can tell them from our uh, our opinion what things maybe are sticking points for both sides, so we can relay those messages. But it's really important for buyers and sellers to be able to manage expectations for their advisors. We want this deal done. How do we make it happen? All's well that ends well. Yeah, got it to the finish line. Uh, remember making the you know I always call everybody that's involved. After the after the deal, you know it's important to it's important to celebrate our mm-hmm. our successes, and you know I never want to take these things for granted. Uh, so you know, call everybody, congratulate him. And yeah. the, when I talked to the banker about it, I was like, "Hey, you ever see that video of the guy that is running on the track, and he like just." breaks down and his dad comes out and basically carries him to the finish line i'm like man that was us on this one like i don't know if i was carrying you i don't know if you were carrying me but somebody got carried to the finish line but man we got this thing to the finish line and you know really that's all that that matters um checked in with these these guys and they are both just "Eh, everything's great you know so so my seller did get into a good mood good as soon as the buyer got back into town that's great to hear started uh started operating and you know, I think that's another thing for for us brokers is that we see these things from sell to the transaction, mm-hmm. and it is a right. very stressful time for yeah. people that they're doing things one time. Right. Creating an LLC. Nobody told me I'd open a bank account. How do you mm-hmm. get a merchant account service? Right. Who? How do you select one? 
it's kind of something that we help people with the the transition mm -hmm. to from I guess civilian to entrepreneur but it's a very stressful thing for them and then when they get into their and same thing for the seller right that they're, they're used to running their business yeah and they get into that once they get rid of all this administrative work and all of those types of things and everything's great again and then they they do their training and they run off they ride off into the sunset and then and in yeah. this case you've got the franchise that's there supporting and uh, I'm sure that the seller's going to pop back in cuz he's he's had the business for 20, 20 plus years yeah so. it's, it can be a very emotional and stressful time for for everybody including the brokers yeah it was and including the president of I'm the sorry <laughs> including the president of the firm I'm sorry you had to go through that uh, don't be sorry. It was, uh, you know, had I not gone through that, we would have been talking to each other like, about, hey, what, are we gonna talk what about? do you want to talk about this week on the podcast? You got anything? Uh, so uh, while we don't love to have these, uh, we would love to have these, uh, as I call them, fairway and green deals. Um, you know, sometimes you got to be able to play out of the rough and uh, maybe a couple fairways over if right. you've ever played golf with me. Yeah. You just know that on one, I'm going to hit off the 10, but at least I'm in the fairway. I'm going to hit off the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, uh, marathon episode here, so we're going to get okay. out of here. But uh, appreciate everybody joining us and hope you enjoyed our story. Uh, if you are looking at buying or selling a business and you're going to be an easy transaction, <laughs> go ahead and go to KCAPEX.com. Uh, if you are a seller and uh, you've got clean books with uh, a profitable business and a in a good industry, we want to talk to you immediately. Uh, immediately, if you have dirty books and you uh, your industry is dying, uh, don't, don't, don't call. Uh, all right, Casey Apex blogs podcast. Get in touch with the team. If you're looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam. 